0: Alex Carell is one of over 70,000 Google Career Certificate graduates.
1: The Google Career Certificate program completely changed the trajectory of my life. I've always been interested in computers, but I never thought I could turn this into a career. Anytime I got a little break, i just pop open the course on my phone. That allowed me to have that path into a career that I'm
2: passionate about.
0: Train online for in-demand jobs in IT, UX design, data analytics, project management, and more. Visit grow.google/slash-certificates. This episode is brought to you by the NHL on TNT. When it comes to hockey, the Stanley Cup Playoffs are built different. Experience the intensity and insanity on the ice and off it, starting May 5th on TNT and TBS. Get ready for seven game rounds of knockdowns, dragouts, pressure and agony as teams go head-to-head without ever letting up. The Stanley Cup Playoffs are known for more than just a few cracked ribs and black eyes. Pushing through pain is the name of the game. With so much edge-of-your-seat action, you'll refuse to shave or change your sweater. Don't say we didn't warn you. Ready to feel the rush? Watch the Stanley Cup playoffs beginning May 5th on TNT and TBS.
1: Supposed to do? Cliff's not here. Oh man,
2: Cliff! Cliff, we are missed us, already. Left us in the dust, man. What's
1: up, guys?
2: What's up, yo?
1: Uh, we are short crew tonight. We are without Cliff, so. Uh... We're yeah, trying to make it happen. We don't have any conservation articles today. Nope, it, conservation's <laughs> not happening. No.
3: We're done with <laughs> conservation. No,
2: <I'm> <laughs>
1: People's ears don't have to get blasted by the explosion tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. There you
1: go. <laughs> uh, well, guys, welcome to our podcast, Honey Hole Hangout. We talk about fly fishing, hunting. Great outdoors, things we like to do: spending time outside, hanging out as friends, drinking whiskey, baseball, baseball. We were talking about baseball. Dude, we've our, been talking about. Recording. Oh man, yeah, I love uh, baseball. Talking about basketball, yeah. Talking about man, Texas Tech, Texas Tech. Don't put us in a box, man. Uh, we yeah we're all Tech crew tonight with Cliff not being here.
2: Right, it's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, um, but we're glad you guys are listening, um we are a podcast we just like to hang out and have a good time and uh we hope you guys enjoy it um i don't know if everyone knows this but we we do accept listener submitted questions so you guys can uh like instagram us a question or email us a question uh or send us an audio recording like woodtip does which we don't have one for this week actually we don't um, but you guys, if you guys were to send us an audio recording if if it's appropriate for the podcast and we will play it. And if it's not appropriate, there. we'll
2: uh we'll listen to it and then we'll we'll paraphrase.
1: Yes, that is correct as well. So but let's uh let's move right into our whiskey review. Oh,
2: we're just jumping right into yeah, it then.
1: Where you just poured so I was like, you know what, whiskey review. Before we do that, Ian, are you drinking anything interesting tonight?
3: No, just water, man. Just, just the sawny Bottled water, um, one liter, but one liter bottle. Yeah.
2: I will say, Cliff. Enhanced his, uh... with
3: minerals for a pure, fresh taste.
2: <laughs> yes. Perfect, dude. Uh, Cliff did bring us some fancy LaCroix before you headed out. Yeah. And man, this limoncello one, that's it's pretty, just, it tastes pretty like, tasty. It tastes like a lemon
1: cookie. So, uh, Zach, what are we starting off with tonight?
2: So, uh, a couple months ago, my dad got me this Jack Daniels kind of like trial box or like ser- like sampler. It's got regular Jack, it's got Gentleman Jack, and it's got the single barrel select. So, tonight, we're going to do a couple of comparisons. We're going to start with just regular Jack, old number seven, and then compare it to Gentleman Jack. Mm-hmm. And then next week, we'll uh, we'll jump and try the, um, the single barrel.
1: Which I got a great idea, too. There's this app I use called Distiller. Uh-huh. It's fantastic because you can go on and see, you know, they do like professional reviews and then they do user ratings Oh, so people can vote. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I like whiskey a lot. I don't necessarily have like the taste profile to like pick up everything that is going on. If somebody tells me what I'm tasting,
2: I can usually pick it out.
1: I'm the same way. And we're not professional whiskey reviewers. We just like to hang out. Have a good time. All right. Try brown, different stuff. And wine. I can tell you if I like it and I can tell you if I don't like it, exactly. but much further than that. So I thought this would be a good idea to keep a running list of what we've tried on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. I can make folders and stuff like that. And this is good for you guys if y'all like forget what you've tried or go to a restaurant and you want to try something, but you know, it might be an expensive. You know, you can kind of like figure out the taste profiles and what it's rated and see if it might be a good fit. So uh, we're doing like traditional. Jack Daniels first, Yep. which I will give uh, the expert review and the overall user Oh, I like vote. this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this will maybe make our pod uh, whiskey reviews like a little bit more informal, actually like- or A little informal. more formal. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, instead of us being like, oh, this is good. I'd buy a bottle. Uh, <laughs> I'd drink this. It would, maybe it'll be like a little bit more- Hey, it worked for 38 episodes, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, surprisingly- Expert review has a score of 85 out of 100 out of 100. Yeah, dude. The biggest notes are uh, sweet, vanilla and fruity. Mm -hmm. I don't get as much fruit, but old number seven, sometimes referred to as black label or just Jack um, is made from a mash bill of 80 percent corn, 12 percent barley and 8 percent rye. Limestone-filtered water and a starter mash, a.k.a. sour mash, mm-hmm. from previous batches are added for fermentation to allow consistency. After a six-day fermentation, the mash is distilled to 140 proof. The new make whiskey is then charcoal mellowed through 10 feet of maple charcoal so that's the key. prior to aging.
2: That's the key thing. So, uh, if you guys don't know, bourbon is um, kept in charred oak barrels, but... Jack is not technically considered a bourbon. It's considered a Tennessee whiskey because in Tennessee, the thing that they do is they literally drop every single ounce of their whiskey through, it looks like a big silo that is just nothing but charcoal. And it slowly filters through that charcoal over, I think it's like either a couple hours or a couple of days, but it's like a crazy amount of time.
1: And um, it's, uh, you know, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Tasting notes. Uh, notes show banana, vanilla, yeast, and a strong corn. Finish is long and full of candy corn. That would be interesting. Okay. This is the professional review. I'll, I'll give the guy's name. He, he wrote a uh, – Rob Morton is the expert review.
2: I definitely – you know, yeah, I, can, I can when you say that, I can taste a little bit of banana on the front end, right? You mm-hmm. get the banana when, mm-hmm. you, when you talk about it.
1: No, when you hear it and then you taste it. Mm-hmm. Is that is that my mind playing tricks on me? Or is that like actual? I mean, uh, expert reviewed it. It's probably got to be actual. But sometimes I think like if you if you read something, like you can definitely taste the banana on the front.
2: You know what? If it's mind over matter, every time I try Jack from here on out, I'm gonna have a little bit of banana with it. That's nice. Okay, uh, what do you think? Tastes like Jack. Uh, do you, okay, but do you like Jack? I do like Jack. I, do too. I mix it a lot. Yeah, it's a great mixer. But I mix also Jack like a lot. I can drink it straight. Um but I was also born like 20 miles away. Yeah. From Lynchburg, and I don't know.
1: It's kind of something, something kind of nice about it. So the average, um, the community rating, so the expert review is out of 100, 85 out of 100. The okay. community rating is 2.8 out of five. Okay. And that's like a couple thousand votes.
2: So that's like what? It's like a almost a 60.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like a 56. So not as high as the expert. Mm-mm. But that's also everybody. That's the highs and the lows with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about it, if you have a bad weekend with Jack, you're not going to rate it very and hard. And I
1: keep Jack stocked at the house. I do too. Um, it's it's. I just like make, like if I'm going to grab something to mix, it's Jack. It's such a great. It's got a consistent flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. That's mixer. the key.
2: It's consistent. You can find it everywhere. Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't break the bank. No, and I don't want to like. Put an expensive bottle in a mixed drink, no, personally. Not at all. It feels like unless i scandalous. An, if I'm
2: making an old fashioned, I'll throw a nice bottle in there. But that's you know, you're really highlighting the the bourbon there. Mm-hmm. But
1: yeah, I enjoyed Jack, that. I enjoyed it. It's Jack. 100%. I haven't had a straight Jack in a while. The banana, though, I do not taste the candy corn on the end, but I definitely like when it first hits your lips. There's like this hint of banana, and right. it is.
2: I can get the banana. I can probably trick my mind to telling me I have candy corn, but. uh, I can't. Really? Um, The next one we have is Gentleman Jack, which it is.
1: Have you had this before? I have not had Gentleman Jack.
2: It's good, but I mean, wait till you try it. But uh, what are the. Let me see the bottle real quick. It is open, so be careful.
1: Oh, cool. You can just scan it hmm Very nice. You can just scan the barcode. So, expert review, also reviewed by Rob Morton. Score of 91. Really? Uh, um, same notes, sweet, vanilla, and fruity are the highs. It gives you, it gives you like, it's kind of cool. It gives you like a bar graph of oh, look, like, like what your flavor profiles. So, it's more
2: sweet, more fruity than anything, not super floral, not tart. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool.
1: Yep. Yeah. So you can, like, if you know you like a certain flavor, rich, full, oily, herbal, spicy, sweet, salty, vanilla, floral. Like, if there's a certain flavor profile you like, you can kind of use this app to find whiskeys that you like. Um, Gentleman Jack was first introduced in 1988, and after tweaking the recipe slightly, reintroduced in 1990. The difference between it and Jack Daniel's old number seven is a second pass through sugar, maple, charcoal filter after it's, Um, After it's matured in new char oak barrels, Gentleman Jack is bottled at 40% ABV. Okay, so regular
2: Jack is charcoal filtered, then barrel aged, Mm -hmm. then then it's bottled. Gentleman Jack, charcoal filtered, Tennessee style. Mm -hmm. Barrel aged, and then charcoal filtered again. Correct. After it's been aged.
1: Yep, tasting notes. The nose palate and finish can be summed up in one southern dessert. Your grandmother's banana pudding. It's got it all from the homemade vanilla pudding to the vanilla wafers and sliced bananas. There's even... um, I won't get into that. Um, Yeah. I haven't tried that one yet, but what do you you get the banana pudding out of that one?
2: To be honest, a lot of people don't like Gentleman Jack just because they say it's not super flavorful. For a bottle that's not super expensive and I can get every single day, I like Gentleman Jack. Like I said, maybe it's the Tennessee boy in me. You know, my dad still lives in Nashville. I go there... A couple times a year but I I really enjoy Gentleman Jack. What do you think?
1: I need to pour it. Oh I thought you had it in there. <laughs> no, I was finishing off the other one. Oh gotcha. I like to sip it over time and I had to put that back. Um
2: mm. smoother than regular jack, mm-hmm. especially on that the front.
1: Hmm. It's sweeter. It is definitely sweeter. Yep. Yeah. I think it's a easier drink,
2: it definitely is an easier drink than than straight jack yeah,
1: sweeter, smoother, maybe a little less flavor,
2: yeah that's what I'm telling you it has, people say it has less flavor than a regular it, than regular
1: jack, yeah, I would agree, mm-hmm. but it's not bad, no, I still enjoy it. This is an easy drinker if you're like if you're somebody that's like, man, I'm not really a whiskey drinker, mm-hmm. this would be fantastic,
2: yep, it's a great to way to start. start I mean, to be honest, when I started drinking it straight that was one of the first bottles i bought mm-hmm. and um just went up from there you know yep. so it's a gr- i would say that's a great beginner bottle
1: uh score expert review 91 Kay. out of 100 what about the people uh community rating 3.5 so out of 5 so
2: a little bit higher than the mm. regular jack almost yep. by a full point
1: okay yep well cool i like that app i forgot that i had it cuz i was using the app to keep track of ones i've tried scotches i've tried oh uh, okay because gotcha. I wanted to try a bunch of different scotches. Like, so if I go to a bar, I just pull the app out and like, what do you have on the menu compared to what have I not tried? Gotcha. And I'd get something different to try it. Yeah. Um, and then I'd put it in my notes or something like that so I could remember. Because it's, it's hard. There's so many different options. It's hard to remember. Yeah. Especially when you've been drinking a little bit. It makes it harder to remember. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: couple of drinks and you be like, what do I have? What do I have again? Yeah. Cool.
1: Um let's move into our questions. Let's
2: do it. Ian, you still with us? Yeah. Sorry that bourbon review on the balloon.
1: So I asked about questions or hot takes. Mm-hmm. Um hot take wood tip drives a Tesla. <laughs> <That would laughs> they, a whoa, whoa. <laughs>
3: I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> um, um I don't I know. feel like you think Woodtip would get the Tesla truck? That's a good question.
2: Well thinking you guys don't know about Woodtip just super environmentally conscious. Yes. So Is he? <laughs> yes. Making it canon. I mean yeah. I'm mad at him, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Did it come across straight as <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh we should let wood tip respond to this in the next episode. That sounds good. Um whenever uh whenever he sends us a new audio recording. So Woodtip. Do you drive a Tesla? And would you ever drive a Tesla? What do you think and what that? are your opinions of Teslas? Right. Another – oh, these are all wood-tip Can tires. I get my
3: opinion real quick? Yeah, absolutely, Ian. I have no problem with the technology and the type of car. I just want something that can either haul or go off-road or I can go on fishing or hunting trips.
2: Well, dude, that's why I like that new Jeep 4xe. Exactly,
3: exactly man. Oh, like, man. I feel like people are kind of always – this is just Ian's take, right? I feel like people are always kind of arguing about electric versus gas versus hybrid, and I'm just like, you know, man, I just want something I can go on adventures with. Right. And I dri- I do drive the F one hundred and fifty. So,
1: and realistically, but, man, but there's people that like Tesla's their perfect vehicle. Oh yeah, so I
3: have no problem with that. I just think like, I don't know. I if, think the conversation about like the future of cars should be. I think people choose one side or the other. And it's like most things it's too divisive. I have no problem against that.
2: Well, also realistically at some point in our lifetime, and I'm not saying in the next 20 years or whatever, but we're probably going to have, um, we're probably going to have a point where over half of people who drive cars drive some sort oh, of electric. for you know? sure. Like
3: I, I, my neighbors have a, and I do not live in a nice neighborhood Have an electric car. I have no problem with that. I just want to see like an electric, like
2: truck or, Jeep or yeah, yes, yeah.
3: exactly.
1: No, I get it. Yeah. You smell something interesting. Yeah. Uh, because one of our questions was, I don't necessarily, well, I'll ask it and then we can see where the conversation goes. Okay. It's 420 today. Yes, it is. Someone brought that to our attention and okay the okay. uh in our <laughs> in our question segment uh does anyone have any funny stories
3: man i don't indulge personally but <laughs> are we just going to go you there? did
1: tell no ian you did tell your story about the guadalupe i would consider that like a appropriate funny story yeah
3: like i don't indulge uh personally um you know we probably shouldn't get into that too much, but I, I'll just say this. I have met people on the river who did, and i they were nothing but friendly and hungry.
2: <laughs>
3: that's all I'm, I'm going to say.
2: I think that's
1: pretty good. Yeah, and you guys can go back and listen to that episode where Ian tells his uh, story about getting yelled at and some, yeah. some people came yeah, to yeah. the rescue. Uh, there is an interesting aroma in the garage right now, not from us, but someone is definitely partaking in... Uh, oh, like a neighbor? Just holidays. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So another hot take. Uh, Woodtips pump jacks sound an awful like an awful lot like windmills. I can I, assure
2: you they are not windmills. I can
1: assure you they are not windmills. I have seen Woodtips pump jacks. Yeah. There are, are no windmills in sight. They are pulling out black gold. And I can assure you they're not windmills. We, I have windmills on my place, and they, didn't. And they definitely have a different sound. It's
2: like then, almost like a jet engine the whole time.
1: It's, yeah, it's just like, it's a lot of wind sounding. And yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't sound like a pump jack. Like a pump jack is more mechanical sounding. Mm-hmm. You can definitely mm-hmm. pull that. Um, um, yeah, now I, I can assure you that they are not windmills, but maybe Wood Tip, why don't you uh, give, what do you think? And uh, another Hot Take, on, Wood Tip Hot Takes, uh, Wood Tip Fishes Tenkara. I don't even think he knows what tenkara <laughs> is. Yeah,
2: that's that. I don't. It's like I don't even think that's an insult to him because he just doesn't even know what it is. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah.
3: Um. Yeah. No. Would maybe we should just give Woodtip like five minutes just to respond to all these? To the next <laughs> yeah.
1: One. Yeah. Wood Tip, we'd like to hear your response uh, on your next call. Uh, we will. If you need a little bit more time than three minutes to respond to these, we will. Uh, we had to. We had to give Woodtip a limit at one point. Um, because his calls were. A little long, but what Tip, you can, you can pass your three minute threshold if you're responding to these questions. So, um, all right. That was all of our questions. Oh, okay. So I went to South Padre. Yeah. Tell me about this story. So I went down to South Padre, uh, drove down on Thursday. I have a buddy named Brian who lives down there, who is a guide. Um, we hooked up and fished Thursday afternoon because he had clients Friday and Saturday. So, basically, McKenna and I got up super early. So, that way we could – so, that way I could fish with him on Thursday. So, it was kind of like a half-day afternoon fish. And we got into – we found some redfish. Um, I I landed one redfish and landed one speckled trout. Oh, you hooked
2: into a speckled trout?
1: The speckled trout was my personal best. It was about 23 inches. Cool. So, uh, a lot of this trout I've caught of, like, 15, 16 Entourage. I've never, like, to be fair, though, I've never, like, put in speckled trout time and fished that type of water right, to catch a big one. Gone straight for speckled. But this one was sweet. There was, like, this big ditch. I casted this ditch. This thing came up from the bottom and just smacked it. Yeah. We could watch the whole thing. It was super exciting. Um, um, I'll post a picture of it on the, on the honey hole page pretty soon. Yeah, dude. Um, and then I had hooked up with two redfish that came unpinned, Unfortunately, and one was really nice fish, like 30 ish, conservatively. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was a really nice fish. I, two fish came unpinned. Um, the first one that came unpinned, um, it was, it was coming towards the boat. And I just don't think I continue to strip hard enough to get the the hook set because the fish is swimming at you. Even though it eats the fly, if it continues heading towards you, you're just pulling slack out when you strip. You're not actually moving your fly to set the hook. So like if you're casting at a fish that is headed towards you, and you you guys, if if you think about this, and then it eats the fly and it continues to swim towards you, your stripping is just picking up the difference between the distance that it's moving right so you have to put in an extra effort to strip faster then than the, the fish, fish is moving, moving yeah. to get the hook set and i do not think that i did that and when i finally got it like up on the rod um i was like man i didn't i like i never felt that like security it was hook always set. a little like yeah. i was like oh i need to keep tension because it's this hook this is, is loose, not. Yeah. Out. This thing's out. And it and it popped off with it. Like by the time I had it up on the rod, five seconds it was gone. Yeah. And then that bigger fish, I don't know what happened. I had it on for a while. And then at some point the line just went slack. I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but uh that was that was kind of sad. But we fished for a couple hours. Um Brian's a great guy. Uh Brian Robinson, he's a guy down down at South Padre. Fishes the lower Laguna Madre. He's a great guy. Um and uh, if you guys are ever going down there, I, I highly recommend that y'all give him a ring. He's a he's a good friend, and uh, he's an Orvis guide, too. Um, and so just just really good guy, and uh, I, I hope you guys go out and fish with him. And uh, he's uh, currently listening to some of our podcasts, and we hope to have him as a guest soon. I told him I wanted to come in person, though, because I like the in-person podcast, so we're going to try to get him get Him here, but if we need to do it over the phone, we can do, you that, can do that, too. that too. Nice, yeah. So, um, yeah, Friday I fished the jetties. Hard. How'd it go? I was unsuccessful. What, is, you,
3: eight, what are you using a 10 weight out there or not? I took like, my what? 10,
1: I took my 8, yeah. 10, 12 yeah. out there. I took the 10 out on the jetties because I didn't, the wind wasn't blowing that hard, and I was like, I don't really want to cast the 12 today, yeah. Um, and I didn't have a sinking tip for the 12. Which I did have for the ten, mm-hmm. which you want out there to help get your fly down a little bit. Yeah, um, it was pretty rough. A front, w- front was blowing in. I fished like hard for like four or five hours, um, and those were some of the nicer jetties I fished as far as like walkability.
2: Yeah, the picture you you posted, I was like, that's not too bad because sometimes you're like
1: really hopping
2: to get from one spot. to
1: Correct. Attached. Yeah. No, they, they were some of the nicest jetties I've fished. Really long, a lot of space. I never had to worry about like hitting someone, but I just, nothing happened. I fished surf side. I fished, you know, the channel side. I changed flies. Um, I talked to a bunch of people going down because a lot of people like they don't see guys fly fishing out on the jetties. So they're like, Hey, what are you doing? What's going on? Why are you doing that? You want some shrimp? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had like three people ask me if I wanted shrimp. Really? I'm like, is a fly gonna work? You want some shrimp? <laughs> I'm like, uh, so we. I like I chit chatted with other guys. I'm like, hey, you guys catching anything? He's like, no. I was like, well, why should I fish shrimp if you guys aren't <laughs> catching anything? They're like, well, you kind of got a point. I was like, all right, here's the deal. If I catch a fish first, I'll give you a fly. And if you catch a fish, you can give me a shrimp. <laughs> and I'll fish. I'll fish with the shrimp. They're like, all right, all right. So it's like a little competition to yeah, see yeah. If you can get a fish first. Um, and I, I, man, nobody out there was catching fish. I don't know if it was a front was blown in, was making things weird. I walked all the way out to the end of the jetty, like very tipping. It's a haul. That's a long jetty. And the, you were out there quite a bit. How long did it take you to do that? Just to get out there? Well, I fished my way down. Okay. Gotcha. So what I would do is I'd find like most people were closer, were not that far out. Mm-hmm. So I had to walk a little way to find like an open space where I felt comfortable enough casting without hitting anyone yep. else. And then I'd fish for a good while, maybe change my fly. And then I'd move my way further down. And I just kinda like repeated that process, repeated yes. that process. Out a little bit. Looking for bait. Um I found like a bunch of bait, like areas like one spot I fished for like 30 minutes an hour. There's like a bunch of bait there. And I was like, you know, there's bait here. If there's fish here. They're, like, big bait balls and stuff like that, casting into the bait, casting around the bait, casting whatever, All you know. But there's just nothing, and nobody else was really catching the guy. One guy caught one sheep's head. Okay, yeah. yeah. Were
3: you using, Landon, were you using, like, baitfish patterns? Or I was using like bait like
2: fish flies. Of... Yeah, baitfish patterns. Yeah, yeah. Just because that's sure. co- that'll cover you pretty much whatever you yeah, see.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the fishing surf side, the, you know, it's real rough. And I just don't think, like – a shrimp you could fish, uh, a shrimp you could fish, it would look pretty natural. But also, the bait I was seeing was bait fish. So I was like, right. I don't think crabs, well, maybe, you know, maybe. You might you get know, the lone th- crab. Th- the thing is, I don't really know because I haven't spent a lot of time on the jetty. And right. this was just as much of an experiment as anything else. I'm like, I'm going to fish a jetty today because I haven't spent that much time on them. I've been successful on the jetties before, I've caught fish off the jetties, but I haven't put the time in like guys that I know that are really successful on the jetties. Part of that is they know when to go to the jetties.
2: Right. Like they know they pick their
1: time. They're like I'm going out this day because the tides are doing this. This is happening. My odds of my chances of success so that every time they go out they catch just like the carp anglers I know like there's guys that catch carp on every time they go out. But they know when to go out. They know they pick their times. They pick their places. They have put enough time on the water to be able to know Right. Uh, without a doubt in their mind that they're going to be successful. They've earned it. They They've say. earned it. Yeah, they put in the I time. have not earned my time on the jetty, but I gave it a real effort when I went out and felt a little bit better that the guys that were throwing shrimp and bait and stuff like that were also not catching fish. Yeah. Um, in my mind, a bait fish was the best thing to fish because I was seeing bait balls. Right. Crabs, especially on surf side, um, I would not envision crabs, especially being in like how nasty the water was, but I could see them up against the rocks, like tucked under the jetty rocks and mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, where they're not getting thrown around. I could see shrimp out there too, but I just, I just fish bait fish, messed around with my weight too. Cause I was getting caught up in the rocks. So like want to fly that sinks, but not one that sinks too much. Right. It's going to get mess your line up on the rocks. Cause it's pretty, it's pretty rough. And I made it all the way. Oh outside. dude. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, I made it all the way out to the end of the jetty, but the, it was so rough at the end. I was getting pounded by waves. I'm like, oh, I'm not. Not even bother. Uh, Yeah. It's like, I'm going to slip and fall, and I'm the only guy out here. You know, they were pretty slick, and yeah. I was like waves over my head, crashing down. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm going to oh, move. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the front was blowing in, and the surf. Like, I never fished. I had intentions of fishing the surf. I never got in the surf because it was like red flags up the beach, no swimming um right, so like it was rough gotcha. it was rough there were some areas on the jetty that were safe to fish gotcha. so um and then uh the weather rolled in and when the weather started getting real nasty i i bounced off the jetties and then saturday the weather was fine was not good oh oh this is an interesting story too i almost got in a horrible accident that I no, what may happened? May have died in. Yeah, what what, what happened? happened? So, uh on the on Saturday when the weather was bad, I was like, I'm going to go to the movies. I ain't got nothing else to can't fish. Right. There's nothing else to do. Beach, you know, beach isn't fun to be on when it's raining and 60 degrees. <laughs> no. Uh so I was like, I'm going to go to the movies so I uh wanted to go see The Courier um with um Benedict Cumberbatch, batch, batch, batch. Yeah. I always pronounce his last name wrong. Really good movie. on my way, uh, and it was dark outside. This was like later at night after it had gotten dark, and I was on an interstate, and I was going to go I was going to go over an overpass to connect with another interstate to get to the movie. There was an 18-wheeler behind me who was on my rear, mm. like real close, and I was in the lane that I needed to exit, to go over the overpass. Mm. And um it's crazy because this moment was like happened so fast, but I can like relive replay every single second. Replay every single second like it lasted a minute in yep. my head. Yep. And all of a sudden the vehicles in front of me, because I was following another guy, I was probably like three to four car lengths behind the guy in front of me. He slammed on his brakes, like no warning. Mm-hmm. I had to lock up my brakes and this guy was like a car length behind, the 18 wheeler was like a car length behind me and I was like, I sl- I had to slam on my brakes to stop, like lock my brakes up and I was like two feet away from stopping at the, the vehicle in front of me and I was like, this 18 wheeler behind me, he can't stop as fast as I did. Right, He going 65, he's going to slow down to 55 maybe. And I'm gonna get smashed from the back, pushing the car in front of me. Airbags are gonna go off. Right. Uh, I was like, "This is like, this is what my work is slightly related to. I know what's about to happen." Right. Uh, I like looked in the rear rearview mirror and like saw his headlights, and I was like, "This is about to happen. Brace for impact. Mm-hmm. This is gonna be bad." Uh, like these were the things that were going through my mind. Like, oh, uh, well, McKenna's at a bachelorette party. I don't want to ruin her weekend by getting him like (laughs) killed in an accident. (laughs) That would be horrible. Like these are things that were like going through my mind as this was happening. I was like, but she's gonna need to know. Hopefully they, (laughs) excuse me. Hopefully they know to call her. Like all of these like weird thoughts were like running through my head. It's like, hope my airbags deploy. You know, (laughs) like these were like all things that were going through my head. And I watched the headlights get closer, closer, closer. And I was like bracing for impact. And the that nothing never happened. And out of the corner of my eye, the 18-wheeler, like, had swerved to the lane in the left and passed me on the left. Because of
2: how close he was. Because like, he could
1: not stop. Oh,
2: my gosh.
1: And, it yes, it was, like, after that, I was, like, my heart was beating through my oh, chest. Oh, dude, I bet. Yeah, it was just, like, mm, I'm pretty cautious. That's driver. such an
3: intense, that's such a, I mean yeah those situations are always so intense like your body has a physical reaction like yeah. to the danger yes. yeah like fight or flight like yeah the adrenaline's pumping yeah
1: no my adrenaline was pumping i'm just like what the heck just happened i'm so lucky right now
3: i was reading about that like i'm not a psychologist so don't quote me but like in really intense situations like yeah your body like like you can subconsciously have a reaction and your body like pumps. Yeah. Obviously everyone knows this. It pumps, adrenaline and stuff, but I always thought that was like really fascinating how it can sense danger like Mm
1: that. Yeah, man. It's even thinking about it now. And it was like probably five seconds tops. You know what I mean? Like realistically, but like, I can relive these like thoughts I was going through, like Mm -hmm. in all these things I was thinking in that five. Did it feel really slow? Oh dude, it felt so slow. Like, you're, yeah. whole time you're thinking like, like things were happen. moving it's in happen. slow motion. It was yeah. like, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, these do, are you, the things do you, you are
3: feel like you could, do you feel like, like, the, that was in slow motion, but the thoughts were like, you could, like, experience them at a greater speed? I don't know how to say this. What? Like, you can think a lot of things quickly well, in my, slow motion, I if that makes sense. I am
1: surprised at how many things I was thinking about in that yes. moment. But what had happened was such a small amount. Like, realistically, that whole incident from the time of me slamming on my brakes to it passing me on the left would have been like realistically five seconds, tops.
3: That's what I'm trying to communicate. Like, you can think about so many things.
1: All of these thoughts, like, are my airbags going to deploy? Is this gonna happen? McKenna's at a bachelorette party. I don't really want to ruin her weekend by <laughs> dying being in a hospital or dead. Uh this has been a good life. Uh, oh my <laughs> you gosh. know what I mean? Like those are all thoughts that like you know went through have. my head. Yeah. And to think about that many different things in that moment is kind of like as I think back to it, is kind of crazy. But it's crazy. Yeah, so that was my weekend. Um South Padre was fun. The weather was a bummer. I really wish I could have wade fished the bay for a day or gotten into the surf. My goal was to like, I'm fishing half a day on a boat. I'm going to, I'm going to fish the jetties for half a day. I'm going to fish a surf for half a day. And I'm going to wade fish the bay for half the day. I'm like, I'm going to check all the saltwater boxes in my three days of fishing. And I got to check two boxes based on the weather. Yeah. So For sure. I got to see a great movie. It was good. Oh yeah. It was great. Good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys do anything interesting? No, man, just watching baseball. Cliff went to TAC. He's not here to talk about it. Total Archery Challenge. Oh yeah, we'll have to ask him about it next week. Um, we'll have to talk to him about it next week. He did pick up my T-shirt for me since I had bought a ticket. So couldn't go. Uh, did he place? You know, I don't think you place. I think the only competition they have is that one for the truck. Gotcha. That you have to pay like fifty, hundred dollars a shot. For. I think other than that, it's just like you just go test your skills. Gotcha, I think they fun. have a scorecard you can take, like, in your group, and depending on where you hit, you can score. But it's not for anything. I think all the things that get yeah, away that are too. raffles. So if, yeah, like, you I came, see, you get a raffle true. ticket, you know, because you, I think Cliff got binoculars last year, but it was purely raffle. It wasn't skill-based gotcha. based on how we did. So um, one thing that we would – before we get into our articles, which I think is our next thing mm-hmm. – Uh, We should talk about... Cliff's not here to defend himself, so we won't hit on him too hard, but uh, his Cliff's Conservation Corner last week, he was pretty fired up because some people had not posted and reported on the fact of the Alaska caribou and moose hunting. And they ended up reporting on it. And they ended up reporting on it. So if Cliff was here, we would give him a hard time, and I'd get after him a little bit. And uh, he was pretty fired up last week. But uh, I think we need to report that people have been reporting on it. They have. Also, to be fair, our podcast came out after these people had reported. So in some sense, their information got out first before Cliff's information did. So, you know, to be fair to them, they had reported on it. Their information got out before ours did. Although before he left earlier, he was pretty adamant. I said on this date, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to make sure that uh, yeah, we knew that he did that till we, but he was pretty fired up on that. Um, so we will question Cliff on it when he's live in person. That way he can defend his honor and we will get after him about it. You guys can be rest assured. So you guys ready to move into our articles for this week? Heck yeah, dude. All yes, right. sir. Ian, you're up first, buddy. Okay. I don't know if you guys
3: saw this video, but it was trending online. Mine's going to be really short. It was like a few weeks ago. Did you see that giant monitor lizard climb that shelf at that 7 Eleven in Thailand?
2: Oh, yeah, dude. I I saw saw that
1: that video.
3: We should like post a link to it or something, but that thing terrified me, man. And so (laughs) I, one, it's huge. It's like, um, I looked this up, right? I wasn't familiar with monitored lizards. But,
2: yeah. um, Drive Asia like Asia has a
3: lot of like Thailand, yeah, they have these things called Asian monitor lizards, and they live like in hu- really humid, wet climates, you know, and they live near sources of water um pools, uh ponds, probably like irrigation trenches or canals seven elevens seven elevens they can live up to twenty two years in captivity, mm-hmm. Um, or 20 plus years, and they can get like five and a half feet in length. Like, that is huge. And I guess they're somehow related to the Komodo dragon.
2: Yeah, dude. Um, They're all uh, like species of big lizards. Are they all, yeah,
3: they're, yeah. But basically, a 7-Eleven employee, and this has kind of been on the internet a lot, shot a video of, I think it was a 7-Eleven employee, that or a customer, shot a video of this thing, and it's climbing up, this what appears to be like a several foot high shelf and just spilling stuff. And then it just climbs on top of the cat or the, uh, the shelf and just stays there. I'm and, curious
1: what snack it was chasing. Like what snack was on the top shelf? Yes, that it Yes. No. Like... Yeah. I gotta get that. Yeah.
3: That is the real I'm question. Not. Landon. Like, was it going after Eminence or like
2: gummy bears? Like, maybe like a dead rat.
1: Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Maybe um, Doritos. In the sun. You know Doritos commercials. You know what What would you you do? do? What would you do? Well, if you're a lizard, you climb the shelf. Right, we're not supposed to be. That's like.
3: Have you guys? I mean, I've seen stuff at zoos, but that's that's so interesting that there's creatures that big. I don't know.
2: Oh yeah, like monitor lizards. Like sometimes you see snakes. You're like, how are you that big?
3: We should post a link to it. If you're listening to this podcast, Google giant monitor lizard 7-Eleven, and it'll you'll find it honestly it kind of freaked me out guys I'm not gonna lie like <laughs> I kind of maybe because I don't live where these kind of creatures live but
2: or that you know of that you know
3: of that's true <laughs> what kind of snacks do you guys think it was after
2: oh uh Maybe those, like, little powdered donuts that you find at gas stations.
1: Yeah, powdered. That'd be good. Those <laughs> <are> a <little>, good <laughs> dessert,
2: Right? Can you imagine a little... First off, like, all the like a little lizard with, like, all the powder around his face would be kind of cute. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I like to imagine that he would stick out his tongue and it would go through the donut, you know?
1: There you go. That'd be kind of weird. I like to think Doritos.
2: Yeah. You know, you know man, a classic, I always... What
1: would you do? Cheesy Dorito nacho cheese? Not Of course. Yeah. Cool Ranch is... is no comparison. Cool Ranch is okay. Cool Ranch, like... I always... If I buy 100 bags of Doritos, 98 are going to be nacho cheese, and two out of that 100 are going to be cool. Really? One day I'll be like, "Mm, Cool Ranch, I'm down. But, yeah, 90. Might be like
2: 50-50. Really? Yeah, maybe maybe 60-40 Cool Ranch in favor. Really? Yeah, do you like Cool Ranch.
4: This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier. Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at coxcox.com slash contour. This episode is brought to you by Cox Contour TV. Sometimes it's hard to decide what to watch, but Cox Contour TV helps make that decision easier Enjoy live TV, on-demand programs, DVR recordings, and music all in one place. And only with the sound of your voice with the Contour Voice Remote. Plus, catch the golf and basketball action you've been waiting for on the Contour Sports app. Learn more at Coxcox.com slash Contour.
3: Dude, I always thought it would be cool to work for Animal Control. Like, maybe as an intern, like, back in college. Yeah. Like, you're like, I interned for Animal Control. Right. Like, some people are just at their job, like, doing Excel or making copies or making coffee. And you're, like, hunting down, like, <laughs> <laughs> like animals. <laughs> like, plus you just get to ride around in a truck and, like... I just imagine Animal Control having this, like, super cool office where they're they'll just, like, the phone rings. They're like, wait... Yep, where? Kimono Dragon? And then you're like, all right, guys, Jerry, Sally, whoever, get the big net. Here we go.
1: <laughs> like hey, get no, the big like seen... that's what I imagine the life you know of animal control that, is like. That made me think of is have y'all seen the animal control episode of King of the Hill? No. Maybe. No. Dale lets a snake loose and it gets into like the plumbing system of everyone in like Arlen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's these two animal <laughs> control guys. And the media, Arlen Media, gets a hold of it. Like, there's a snake on the loose. And the animal control guys are like, well, we need funding to, like, catch this snake. We need funding to catch a snake. And all their funding is going to, like, this huge man cave where they're, like, playing video games and stuff and not actually doing anything. (laughs) And they realize that they have, like, the media at the palm of their hand so they can get as much funding as they want (laughs) for themselves. It's really funny. That's
2: great, man.
3: Wait, animal control is basically just, like, laundering money? Yeah. Or not laundering, but like that, siphoning money.
1: That was the plot of one episode of King of the Hill. If I, I guess was on six, Animal, episode three, but don't don't <laughs> quote me on that. <laughs> don't quote me on Dude, that. Just go look. Just, just I, I'm just taking a names. shot, and I'm just throwing darts. Throwing darts. Yeah, yeah, we'll see.
3: Dude, if I was in animal control, like the head animal control. I would get a siren for like the animal control truck and I would just drive like ten over the speed limit <laughs> with the siren on and people would just be like, What? Like, can you imagine getting past like where is that guy going?
1: That would be a great job for Cliff. Cliff would be great animal control. you hear right. when you hear this Cliff, when you hear this. Just like catching raccoons and stuff, Cliff would be all about that. Well let's uh let's move on. I think we've uh uh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, dude, Ian, I like that. That was pretty neat. I'm a huge monitor lizard. I saw that video. I was like, this would be a cool story for Ian. Yeah. Um, you want me to go next? Yeah, you want to? Yeah.
2: Okay. Let's creature do it.
1: watch is always last. It's a fan favorite, so we should keep the suspense going so people listen longer. Hey man, everybody likes creature watch. <coughs> but first, we got to do on patrol. On patrol. This on... week's a little more somber. A Little somber major news story though. Grizzly bear attack kills backcountry guide near Yellowstone National Park by, uh, I got this article, although there's about, this story has been reported on by like a hundred news sources. So if you Google this, you could find an article. This one was reported on by USA Today, um, written by Ryan Miller, uh, written nine hours ago. A Montana wilderness guide with a love for the outdoors died after he was mauled by a grizzly bear, likely defending a moose carcass near Yellowstone National Park. Charles Carl Mark, age 40, was attacked last week while fishing north of West Yellowstone near a campground. A mock died at an Idaho hospital on Saturday. Mock sustained significant scalp and facial injuries during the attack, the Sheriff's Office said in a statement. According to Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, Mock was alone when the attack occurred. Though he did have bear spray with him, it is unclear if he deployed the bear spray, the agency said. Rescuers spent about 50 minutes searching for Mock before they located him. Mock was transported via a rescue uh, toboggan and snowmobile, then taken to the hospital in Idaho Falls. The day after the attack, wildlife experts with the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks surveyed the area and encountered a bear that charged the group. Despite multiple attempts by seven people to haze away the beer, it continued to charge. Due to this immediate safety risk, the bear was shot and died about 20 yards from the group. So they're basically saying like this is probably the bear that this attacked. This is him. probably the bear that attacked. Cuz it had the mentality to attack. Yeah, correct. A group of seven people being loud with the appropriate equipment, probably horns and stuff like that because right. they're, you know, looking for this bear to see if it's a threat. Yeah, and I saw like a lot of comments and stuff on this this article not from USA Today but just like I had originally seen it on Facebook and had read some of the comments, um, but there were yeah. The
3: yeah, fishing game, uh, fishing game. Have no, to, there uh, were people that down. were
1: disappointed that the bear was killed, but I don't think they realized that the bear was they, actively charging. And they do that every time there's an attack. Unfortunately, they, they
3: have to yeah, every because time. Yeah,
2: exactly, Ian. Right.
3: Zach, they have to, right? Because if it hurts one human, they're more likely to do
2: yeah, it. Exactly. Every single time a bear or a mountain lion attacks and hurts a person, um, they always go and they always uh, have to put that animal down. Um,
3: That's what I, I read or heard. Yeah. It, they're, it, I mean, they're basically guaranteed to do it again, right?
2: Right. Because they can't, especially in those high – and that you could you could make the argument then that – well, maybe people shouldn't be going out there, you know. But the the argument is once that creature gets like isn't doesn't fear people anymore, it won't ever fear them again. Mm-hmm. It'll just keep going back. That's like what Yeah, saying.
3: and also like I mean, just the size comparison man between a, a bear and a
1: human being, like come on. They had said in the article that the reason he died, well I mean the bear attack obviously, but right. uh he had suffered a stroke after his surgeries. So he had made it to the hospital. They had performed emergency surgeries, and then he had a stroke as a result of this injuries from the bear attack. Gotcha. Um, let's see. More than 700 grizzly bears live in the greater Yellowstone region, according to the National Park Service. Um, How many? 70, s- 700. Seven? Okay.
0: They yeah. said it was growing, too.
1: Hey, oh, Cliff, you're back. Whoa. whoa. where did you come from? Oh, man. Magic man. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Um. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast today, and they were saying that the. Are y'all just talking grizzlies?
2: About that bear, the attack bear attack in Yellowstone. Weekend.
0: Uh, but yeah, they said the grizzly population in Yellowstone specifically has been on the inc- incline. Really. Over the past few years, yeah.
3: For the cliff, why is that on the decline?
0: No, on the incline. So they're going. Oh, up. on
3: the incline. Oh fantastic um
0: the only thing that i can think is that it's just being better managed and uh low low impact on them yeah like they're you're, you're not allowed to hunt them and there's probably not that many predators going after them there's a crap ton of elk and other Anything animals else. up there that they can readily feed on and, and if there's more food for something the population is going to Go up every time. Pretty and much
2: their only also, competitor is a wolf, and they like they don't go after each other. It's just another competitor for the same food source.
1: Correct. And Yellowstone's a big park, lots of campgrounds. People don't do the best job of throwing their trash away, and bears are scavengers for trash and food that humans leave behind. Yeah, for sure. So it's just another easier food source, um, which leads to the human on bear interaction more. Yeah. So um, the the reason that they think that the bear attacked him was because there was a moose carcass about so he was out fishing Uh uh-huh was his reason for being he was out there fishing by himself uh there was they found a moose carcass about 60 yards away from where the incident happened so they think that it was bear defending its carcass he just happened to be wrong place wrong time yeah for sure he didn't know the carcass was there didn't know the bear was there he was out fishing bear sees someone else near their moose carcass they're not going to be, be very happy about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So, that's my story on I mean, patrol. I
2: mean, tough situation.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Um, they said he had bear spray, but they don't know if he was able to deploy his bear spray. Um, yeah. We need to get some
2: bear spray before we go up to Yellowstone this yeah, next summer.
1: They they just don't know. Um, it's it's you know, pricey for what it is.
0: Like $30, $40? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. You can... Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Like, I just completely lost my thought for some reason. I
2: mean, you can get, like, uh, bells and stuff, but I'd rather pay the 30 40 bucks 40 whatever yeah. it is. to
0: The bear, The bells, I've always just seen people use them. I've never used them. I've never used bear spray. I've never had to own it for any reason. Um, but the bells, I think, are just kind of like an indicator. Yeah, they're just to,
2: so. to let them know that you're there. It's not like it. Well, you don't so.
0: wear it necessarily on you, like, I would put it on like a food sack that you put up in the tree or around your campground so it brushes up to warn you. Oh, see, I thought you put like
2: on your like your backpack as you're hiking. That way, the bears like constantly hearing that, like, oh, hey, something unnatural's coming.
1: I mean, I guess that would work. It's like cat but... bells. Like you put cat you put bells on cats. That way, you know where they are. They can't like right. sneak around without you knowing. Yes, yeah,
0: so that's why you put it on yourself when yeah. you're out hiking. That way, they can hear it. I've never seen it used that way. I don't see why you couldn't. Yeah, but I also know like people. <laughs> Walk around, and say,
1: hey, bear.
0: Yeah. Hey, bear. He's kind of talking
1: the whole time. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think like going out to like a wilderness area by yourself, you know, if you can, it is always ha- good to have another person with you. Yeah, for sure. Especially in a situation like that where two people making a bunch of noise standing up to a bear um, might be different than one. Might be a different scenario. Or, you know, two people might see more. You know, someone gets mauled, you can get to the authorities faster. There's just a lot of good reasons to go out into a wilderness area with another person. So, that's all I'm going to say on that. Yeah, for sure. So, before we get to Zach's article, Cliff, uh, we have two things to talk to you about. Number one, would you ever work in animal control? Like as an exterminator? Yeah, maybe. No, yeah. like, as a. Uh... Like, no, it's, you know, some guy, somebody calls you because of raccoons in their attic and they need somebody to go wrangle it out. It's or maybe not an
2: exterminator, but maybe just like a wild animal
1: expert. Yeah, like a wild animal, like an animal catcher was for like the co- city of San Antonio. Is this a question?
2: It is a question we're asking you. Yeah, we're asking yeah, you. But if, I had, if I were to write question? this down, it'd have a question mark at the end of it. Oh. Cliff, I said I
3: want to intern at animal control and just drive around in a truck with a siren and just like go. Catch stuff?
0: No, I think if you wanted to do that, you might as well just do like a ride along with the police or something like that. Oh, um, yeah,
3: but I want to go catch like skunks and raccoons and stuff, dude. Right?
0: Giant cats? To be honest, I, I don't have a drive to do that. No,
1: no interest it, whatsoever. If
0: someone if someone had one and they were like, "Hey, I don't know who else to call," then maybe I would. Try it, but I don't want to go do a ride along with the dog catcher.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or what if you don't you,
3: want to do a, like an internship in college with like that department?
0: No, I'd rather go do an internship with game wardens or something like that. Mm-hmm. What if somebody said, hey, I'm going to pay uh-huh.
2: you exactly what you make right now. You don't have to work weekends.
0: Oh, God, then I'd do it. <laughs> <laughs> Change the scenario a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like,
1: <laughs> because, like, at that point, and all you have to do is catch animals. That's right. Yeah, man. at that I, you
2: know I don't know what they make. Maybe they make more than what you're making now. Mm-hmm. You go ahead and make a I big doubt old it. career
0: switch. I doubt it. <laughs> I, I doubt it too. Yeah, me too but but uh... you probably
2: get
3: like you probably get like a sweet pension though. You're like yeah. check this city out. Pension, Animal
0: control. And that, yeah. <laughs> having, having that retirement. The thing, thing that I think is nice. The thing <laughs> that I think about with it is if they made like as much as me. They're not getting called all the time, so you're getting a little bit of downtime to do other stuff. It'd be like being on call, so you got to be around, but you're not
1: necessarily working. You'd be yeah. responding to like dog attacks and stuff like two Dog bites someone, and you have to go. Yeah, you, you have to go wrangle. pick them
2: up. Yeah, then, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: wouldn't want me as
0: animal control. Why? Did you pet all the dogs? <laughs> I probably would, hey, but puppy. like, you're not that you that If a dog like here. bit a kid, it'd just be like this thing's going down.
1: Dang! Hey, they. The, hey, we just to... had a story about them putting down a bear <laughs> because it attacked someone, but it's different with dogs, huh? Because I, it's
2: different with dogs, man. I, I can't own a bear. Bear can't well, look like, me you, in my eyes. We can't it. have a
1: connection. Uh, have you ever seen Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> 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 so okay, so we'll move on to the next thing. We need. would. Would you like to discuss your? article from oh, last week. Hey,
2: second, I want to put a timer on this. You got two minutes to discuss last week yes. if you want to
1: make any amendments. If you want to make any amendments.
0: I still stand by what I said. Um, um, I think that the pages and the people who are actually getting paid to voice concern over public lands and issues surrounding public lands should have been the first ones out of the gate Saying, hey guys, this is what's going on. Way more than see, we recorded that on Tuesday. The next post, the first post I saw from anyone was Thursday. So two days so later to get their people, facts right. That's not that bad. They had they had more time than that to get their facts right. If you're getting paid in yeah. a meme page who's not getting paid, or one dude in San Antonio who's not getting paid for this. Right. Beats you to the punch.
2: The only thing I'll say to that is, I'm not saying there's that, less to lose for a meme page and for us versus somebody who is getting paid. Right? They are they are expected to have their facts right. If we mess up on facts, doesn't like we can we can talk about the next week, but it's not really a big of a deal. Versus like if a meme page gets wrong on facts, that's definitely not a big. That that
0: would be putting out a full blown article. But what stops someone from on their Instagram page, like they do every single time a Pebble Mine issue comes up? Mm-hmm. Vote no on uh, option two, three, four. Doing this for pebble Mine. right? That takes nothing. I will I absolutely will also, nothing. And I, if you're getting paid to preach the public land Bible mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, no matter what, you should always be pro public land. I think they're still pro public land, even if it took them two no, days. No, it didn't take them two days. It took them over a week.
1: Okay, I would. I would also say. Um, I'm going to play – I I would say that, you know, big organizations like that, um, they plan out what they're trying to push out on social media in advance as in a similar way that we're trying to do. Do they, though?
0: Because the ones that I've known and been a part of and seen the back end of stuff – pushed out some stuff without really knowing all the consequences that actually affected the state of Texas.
1: No, I know what you're saying. That was more not really well thought out, but it was still a campaign that was pushed out by the state organization. That was probably planned. Planned and pushed out. And what I'm saying is that um, people – you know, like, hey, on Monday, we're going to do this post. Okay, it's a Honey Hole Angling. On Tuesday, we're going to post about the podcast that came out. On Wednesday, we're going to post, uh, you know, a picture. On Friday, we're going to do Cliff's... Uh, uh, feeder, 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 pick Friday, and then on Friday or Thursday we're going to post about Ian's article that he writes on the website. So like we have these pre-planned out days where we post things on social media. Even getting to the point to where I dislike getting to the point where I dislike posting on social media. So I'm asking you guys to send me pictures and posts so I can schedule them one day of the week so that way they go out. I'm just saying like. Big organizations with even bigger marketing campaigns than we have are having meetings. What are we going to post on this day? What's important right now? How should we do it? And they're having meetings and do it. So I don't think the expectation is an article comes out and we're going to post something the same day is necessarily realistic. It's not
0: necessarily an article coming out. Outdoor Life had the ability to go research all this information, which was publicly out there. These organizations who claim to have boots on the ground, their ear lobbyists, and all this other stuff to the ground should have been as pre- previewed to that information as the author of the Outdoor Life magazine's uh, journalist on it. Now... They don't come out after the article. they should have come out beforehand or whatever when all this stuff was first being pushed out because it's not like they're like, "Hey, we're doing this article out."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: like the state of Alaska and the federal government, you know how slow they move
1: on things. So how they long has gone. this information been out there? Like legitimately, the information that the article of out, and this is the last thing we're going to say before we move on yes. How long was that information available? before Outdoor Life wrote an article about it? I
0: don't have a timeline for Mm -hmm. that to say definitively. I would not bet money on how long it's been out, Mm -hmm. but I will say that I would be willing to say at least a week to a month that that information had been out there. And I'm not saying that these organizations or these people on Instagram – Needed to say a full blown, give us all the information about it or anything like that. They should have made their constituents or the people that support them, the people that paid them paid members. They should let those people know what's going on. Mm-hmm. It just seems like a non-issue to me, man. Like
2: it, it's like coming out with stuff on Tuesday versus coming out on Thursday. And I know it might they had a week right, but like realistically. Could they have? Could anything have happened in a week? No, it came out on Thursday with a call to action, right? Maybe that call of action wasn't available the week before. But that
0: call to action, it just doesn't depending seem on like that big they of d- a
2: deal, dude. Like it just doesn't, man. Like a couple of days for it, like to be putting these people on blast when like they're still doing their job, they're still going out there doing like finding the articles, finding the information. I
0: think you're giving them too much leeway. Maybe so, but it's just, I don't know.
1: Hmm. I don't know.
0: Because the vote is legitimately three days from now on it. Who votes
1: on it? Alaska residents.
0: I I guess, but or it would be like the senators and stuff like that. Because it said call your Congress people.
1: Mm. Gotcha. Well, we'll move on. I think everyone has enough information to form their own opinion. Zach, you ready to do creature watch?
2: I think so. You guys ready? Ready. All right, guys. So, this week I'm bringing you the story of the Bat Squatch. Yes. Do you know what this is?
1: Yes, I've been waiting for the Bat Squatch. Really? Ever since Cliff sent us the, it was Cliff. You sent us the map, right? Ever since Cliff oh, okay. sent out the map, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Bat Squatch was like my number one pick. So, did you know about it before? No. Okay. Why did I get? Oh, never mind. For
0: what? <laughs> never mind. I thought I got <laughs> muted. <laughs> and I was like, why did I get no. muted? <laughs> it is
2: the fourth channel. Um,
1: So, (laughs) Zach didn't want to hear you talk about it anymore. (laughs) So, we just muted
2: you. (laughs) (laughs) Got the power, Cliff. (laughs) We're done talking about that. No, Cliff, I want to mute you, man. Um, So, okay. The bat Squatch is a flying cryptid, right? Obviously, with the name of a bat. Um, It it resembles a flying primate, right? Similar
0: to the ahul. Wait, that was the one from like. Like Asia?
2: Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: where was it? Uh, in, I don't want to say I don't India. remember where. Southeast Asia? It was, but we actually said a country. Indonesia.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, someplace like that.
0: We said we were going to go there for a bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so,
2: um, it's said to have yellow eyes, a wolf-like muzzle with blue fur, Sharp teeth, bird-like feet, and a leathery bat-like wings that can span up to fifty feet. This is probably one of our larger
1: creatures. Wait, the wingspan is fifty feet. Up to fifty feet. The wingspan of a sandhill crane is nine feet. You're telling me the bat squatch
2: can be up to fifty feet?
1: Yeah, is five times larger. At least. And we don't have evidence of it. Like, there's pictures. There's pictures. Wait,
0: Zach. Zach.
3: What's up? Like the wingspan of a Cessna 172 is like 40 feet, bro. (laughs) This thing's like bigger than an airplane. You guys will
2: see why they think this when I get to where it came from. But um, what year do you guys think bat Squatch rumblings, and rumors kind of started? Uh, It's pre-1995. It fits the rule.
1: It's got to be recent.
2: Okay. What do you think?
1: Oh, is it related to a beer? Don't don't Google while I'm looking at
2: look up dates. No, give me a date I've, first.
1: No, no. I looked up images. I wanted to see what it looked like. And the oh, yeah, first thing was a beer. a beer. Yeah, yeah.
2: So but give me a date before we look up more. Um 92.
1: Okay.
0: I'm gonna say it has to be fairly recent or so. I would say somewhere in the sixties, seventies. Okay. okay. Ian, what about you? Sorry,
3: I
2: was yawning. Uh, let's go with um, 74. 74, okay. It is May 18th, 1980. Mm. So, the reason why they know was the date is. the world. closest? You were the closest, yeah, for sure. Uh, the reason why they go with that date is because um, the world began to rumble, right? Until finally Mount St. Helens erupted. And rumors say that when it erupted, it actually drug the bat squats from underneath the earth. And release it into the world. It actually lived underneath, kind of like Godzilla did, right? Um, until it actually erupted, and the Bat Squatch was released. That.
1: What's that? What's that creature from Lord of the Rings that Gandalf said? Did not, uh, the that? The Balrog. Yeah, yeah, makes me think of that. Yeah, right.
2: Um, or mole people. Or the mole people, right? Or the lizard people, right? Uh, so yeah, it's kind of cool though. Um, so right now, like, it's mainly around Mount St. Helens. Uh, we're like Northwest uh, United States. Um, people have taken pictures or said they've taken pictures over the years. Uh, so I'm sure you can find some blurry photos online. Um, but what's weird about the bat squatch is it actually has telekinetic powers uh, where it has the ability to control cars, radios, and TVs and a way to lure people out depending on, uh, on what they're doing. See, my
0: thing is if it's that big and that recent, there would have to be There's a some photo sort of photos, like true photographical evidence of it. Right, if it's that big. There's or if it's that big, like it's flying around. Oh, yeah. It'd be flying around. And you would just hear it. Seattle area. You'd have to just see it.
2: Yeah. But maybe it flies super high. But, oh. um, okay, so let's talk about some sightings. So in 1994, a man <laughs> named Brian Canfield was driving in his, uh, in his truck, right, in Washington, Pierce County, when all of a sudden his truck suddenly died, right? He started hearing these weird crackling sounds coming along the radio, like screaming and screeches, and then finally something landed on top of his truck and completely smashed in the roof. Uh, the next thing he knew was that this human-like creature stepped off of it which is about nine feet tall with bat-like wings, and it also had a blue fur coat.
0: So it's nine foot tall, but has a wingspan up to of 50, 50 feet. feet. Yeah, up to 50.
2: That Maybe it can change its size.
1: Maybe it's so heavy it has to have a wingspan that big to get some lift off the ground. Oh, think,
0: yeah, if it's that big. You know yeah, what? Yeah. I know in, uh, like, SeaTac area, um, there's a bow implant. Like right there. Mm-hmm. So I think it has something to do with that. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's an actual airplane. What's the wingspan to like bat body ratio? I wonder if the ratio matches up if you just scale it up. Oh, that's a good
2: idea. Probably three times. I think 50 feet still being generous. Yeah. Um, so the second sighting was in 2000, or like the second like major sighting was in 2009 near Mount Shasta in California. Several hikers were out and they witnessed a huge creature with these leathery wings. And these are the first people who said 50 feet. Um, and they saw it actually fly out. It looked like the creature was part of the mountain until it left and started to fly away.
1: So They said 50 feet? Yeah. Yeah, they're not good with, uh, no, with, no. with like distant with estimates. Distant no, estimates. No, 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 no.
2: They said that uh, eyewitnesses believe the creature had a head similar to a pterodactyl, but when they actually kind of looked at it, it had more of a, f- a head similar to like a bat or like a flying fox. Uh the last one I have is on June eleventh, uh Phoenix Tires was in his yard walking his dog, and he went to pick up the dog when he saw something in the sky, completely flying, and he heard this crazy sound. Um He is quoted saying, I saw something flying in the sky, it had bat wings, blue fur, and a face similar to eyes glowing red. It was about nine feet tall at the least. After I watched it, it just flew away. So the bat squatch guys can lure you out by messing with your radios and TVs,
1: but there is a bat squatch beer, beer, uh-huh. IPA. It has the coolest beer, like it's like the coolest can I've ever seen. And I would be curious if we could get some to try on the podcast. If you can buy here, even though I don't like IPAs, yeah. can, can you order beer? I know you can order whiskey. Yeah, you can. some kind? You something. can.
2: But you can't, um, you can't have it shipped across state lines.
0: Can you not? Uh, if it's in Texas, you can have it shipped. Gotcha. Uh, it says Total Wines and More has it. Really? Yeah. Let's get it. Um, let's get it. Showing specs possibly as limited.
1: Well, thanks, Zach. Instead of doing what we had planned for a topic, because we're like running short on time, yeah. Cliff, would you like to tell us about TAC?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to hear about this. Um, I did not go talk to your brother. Your um, brother was there?
2: Yeah. We'll talk about off the park. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, not that I didn't want to. I just kind of stayed busy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't shoot as well as I would have wanted, but I didn't shoot as bad as I would have expected with my bow string messing up yeah, last yeah. Monday. The little
2: Um, nick give you any issues?
0: The nick doesn't, but the uh, speed bead variants and stuff. I also found out after tag that my bow was shooting five pounds lower than what it was originally set to. Because the string the string stretches over time. If it's a new string, it will stretch. Gotcha. Um, Which I should have checked that, but I didn't. So instead of shooting sixty five pounds, I was really shooting about. 59 and some change yeah. pounds um, which would also cause a drop I don't think that that was necessarily the drop issue considering I would have been sighting my bow in the week considered. before with that considered right um, was it windy it was pretty windy on Saturday they, wasn't it? there were some gusts yeah. and stuff that you had to account for I did have to l- let or drop down a couple of times and let it die, and then... Pop back up. Yes. Um, overall, I lost only three arrows. That's good. Um, I had allotted myself eight, and I really would have been okay with losing about four. Um, when I say I lost arrows, it's not like I missed the target necessarily, and they just went way over, way under, way left, way right. Um... One, I – or two of them on shots two and three, I blew up arrows. Mm-hmm. So they hit rocks either right above or right under the target and just exploded the arrow, yeah. nothing left. Um, And then about shot 23, there was an alligator, so low ground – um. With shooting glow it was kind of like a super difficult shot. I made it into foam, but it did hit some of the rocks that it was sitting on, and it
1: scraped up the back end of the arrow um do you think like you went you were shooting down on it and so it like went through and hit rocks, or do you think it like
0: no, it went straight and like kind of skidded rocks and into mm, the target gotcha um. I would have said that that arrow, after noticing the damage, I wouldn't have used again. But I used it for the rest of the tournament because I had two more shots. I noticed it on shot 24 that it was messed up. Did all right on 24, so I shot it on 25, which was a armadillo target, and it hit just in front of the armadillo target and then launched itself up in, into the woods and I was like, oh, I wasn't going to use that <laughs> yeah. arrow again, so I'm not bothering looking for it. Yeah. So, it, it wasn't bad. Can you have an arrow bust on the bow? Like while it's stationary? Mm, probably
2: not. Maybe, but once you let it go, it, the it could bust it.
0: It could, and that was a n- nervousness as if it if the arrow would have blown up like when I released it. I mean, it could have gone through the pad of my hand. It wasn't smart to continue to use it, Mm -hmm. but I was like, oh, well, at that point, like I have one more shot. I don't really want to waste another arrow and mess it up. Right. I know this one's done for. But it's not Cliff Cowart condoned. I would not not condone it. Was it fun? In a pinch, but. Yeah, it was fun. Did you shoot for the truck? I did not shoot for a truck. It's 50
2: bucks for the ticket?
0: I didn't even check. Gotcha. The the thing with, like, shooting for the truck is, like, A, if I'm shooting low anyway, and it's
1: kind of, like, not, like... Well, you're not sighted super... in for that range anyway. I already know you're not. Because no. you don't have tape on your...
0: That That's true, too. And knowing that I'm dropping and it's not, like, super consistent, why waste my money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's true. You're only, like... It's really not only a waste of money if you, A, actually think you can do it, B, you can actually do it on the reverse bullseye, and C, even if you did it, it doesn't mean that you win the truck. Mm-hmm. What they do is you get entered into a raffle with every other... Cliff Cowart. Who person. I wouldn't say that. Um Every other person who... Did the reverse bullseye in the country, and then
1: they draw your name out of the hat. What is what do you mean by reverse bullseye? Because I thought it was just you hit a bullseye. So what is a reverse bullseye?
0: You want to be closest to the center. Lines don't necessarily count. Like normally in so ar- our target a archery,
1: perfectly centered, pretty much bullseye, where it's not touching an outer ring.
0: So. Like last week when we had Preston on, mm-hmm. if Preston shoots and it splits the four and five ring, mm-hmm. it goes to five. Gotcha. Like the, the smaller circle always gets it
1: if it's on the line. Even if it just hits the line. Right. If it's... But most of the arrows in the four, if it touches the line, you get the points for the inside.
0: Ooh, that's getting nitty gritty and I don't have the answer for that. Okay. Okay. But I would say if it's on if it's if they deem it's on the line, then it's gonna go to the smaller circle. Okay. Um with that being said, I don't I'm not that good. So I wasn't going to waste my money on it. I still had fun with tack. I shot with some good buddies and had a good time. Blood sugar did go low, so I had to sit out a couple of shoots while I snacked on some stuff. I think I only skipped two rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so what,
2: they have, there's several different uh, courses, and each course has like 20 shots on it?
0: 25. Okay. Um, How long did it take? We started right at 1230, and we were probably done right at four. Oh. Oh, you didn't start 12 1230? Mm-hmm. Man, our race ended at, like,
2: at 12. I should have ran over.
1: I I, I had a ticket for you.
0: As soon as I got off of the course, though, I did buy beer, and I was like, I'm done. (laughs) I drank that walking back to the TAC facilities, Uh and then rested up a little bit, went and put my bow up in the truck, and then uh, walked around a little bit more. And then I was like, because I was thinking about staying for the after party, and then I was like, nah, everyone I know kind of left so, I ended up coming on back here.
1: Gotcha. Well, cool. Anything else you want to mention? Thanks for picking up my t-shirt. No problem. I did put your name on the my
0: name on the raffle ticket that they gave me, though. <laughs>
1: did you win? I don't know. What was the raffle so. prizes?
0: I don't know. No. Mm-hmm. It was just a ticket. They said, write your name and phone number on it. And like, I said, okay. okay. I'll do it. And then I said, my buddy Landon paid to be here, but his wife said no. <laughs> now I said uh he's unable to make it but he wanted me to pick up all his uh like t-shirt swag pack and everything. They said oh let me ask if that's okay and the guy that the lady asked said yeah that's fine just pull his name out of the thing. And then I said what about his ticket? And she's like I said I'm going to write my name and phone number on this <laughs> ticket. And she's like Okay, <laughs> I think nice. it's paid for. Dude, would you, you be win able a to sleep uh, at
1: night, no, knowing that you won something on my ticket. No, I would have said that that's my ticket.
0: <laughs> I didn't know which one was which. know yeah. you we can say?
3: They need to raffle off. Sorry, I'm in my truck. They need to raffle off like a ride along with the dog catcher, dude. That would be so sick. <laughs> I would, I would enter the crap out of that raffle. Ride along with animal control.
1: We should do a game warden ride along. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, they kind of stopped it for COVID, COVID. but
1: uh, yeah, we need to. I don't know if they're continuing. We need have to have picked that. that back up yet or not. We should all go to like a different area. Like someone go to the Would TPWD
3: take like all four of us in one truck, like no, with the no. podcast equipment? No. I seriously doubt
1: no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> we'd all we'd all go with. I've done ride-alongs before with uh, DPS, um, and some some city police before. They're super fun. Um, but yeah, they would not do that. There's a lot of safety precautions and stuff. We'd all have to go like either separate days or with separate people. Um, but I would be very interested to do that. That'd be super fun. Mm -hmm. And we'd have a lot of stuff to talk about too. Yeah. Some cool stories. So, well guys, we're out of time. Um, Hey, if y'all listen to our podcast and you like it or don't like it, (laughs) would you go and write us a review on Apple? And we don't have any. We haven't had a new review in a while. Yeah, a written review. review. People will like give us give us a star rating. I think we have like twenty two five stars, nice, and one one star. Oh, and I'm like, who wrote a one star and why? It's fine if they did. I'm just curious why. Yeah, we're not gonna get upset at you. Let no. us know. We want to be better. We just want to improve. Um, but if you guys like our podcasts and would write us a review, that'd be uh greatly appreciated. And uh, we have some great products on our website. Uh, We're selling the heck
0: out of Kevin's books. How many written reviews do we have?
1: Nine, six, and we got to get to ten. Ten for the to get. Yeah, I still have that price pack. Between, I'm not falling back on my word though. I said ten in the beginning. I'm sticking with ten. We got to get
2: ten. There's no reason why we
1: don't ten.
0: Yeah, ten to or thirty dollars to
1: a million. Yeah, what we said somewhere in there. Probably closer to thirty, but. You never know. Hey, Zach, are you working on any cool stickers you'd like to like tease right now? Uh,
2: the only one I need to work on now is the um, the
1: moon one, but I think we already talked about it. The moon one is sweet. Yeah. That well, you haven't finished favorite. all the segment stickers. I need to do that. I think you have all the mock-ups, but not the official. Like, I have On Patrol files. and Creature
2: Watch mocked up. I still need to do C4 and neat things. I just need to mock up those two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but yeah
1: no that's it yeah I'm excited for the moon one there's like that's yeah. a sweet sticker I'm
2: well the sticker we can do something else we're say. gonna I
1: think we might do t-shirts out of that one yeah, yeah go
2: oh right. look see
1: fancy is that a bat squash <laughs> that's a bat squash I bat no
2: that's a doodle that turned into that
1: <laughs> cool. it's a
0: doodle <laughs> it's a doodle
1: uh, all right, guys. We'll we'll catch y'all next week. Oh, we got a cool guest next week. Pat from the Texas Freshwater Fly Fishing page. Just Pat. I, I, I think his last name's Kelmer, but I didn't want to say it because I was like only 80% sure on his last name, but um, he's on coming on next week. We're going to talk about what that Facebook page has got going on. It's super popular, like Texas. It's growing page. like crazy. Growing too. like crazy. A lot of cool stuff on there. So go ahead and go follow that page if you don't already, and we'll talk to Pat next week. So, all right, guys. Sounds good. Talk to y'all. See. Talk to y'all later. See y'all soon. Awesome. Bye, guys.
4: Bye.
1: Dude, that
3: scares me every time. (laughs) Like, every time I just like, oh,
1: like...